Hey, mama. So today we are talking about why I don't believe in felt launches as a mompreneur. And I know this is like such a controversial topic. You know, people tell you, well, if you would have did this, that, and the other, your launch wouldn't have felt and all of these things. And one thing we see a lot in the online space, especially if you're active on social media, people sharing about their five and six figure launches and all of these things. And at times it can feel like, you know, well, I didn't make that much from my launch. So was this a felt launch for me? So I really want to talk about that. And I'm also going to be sharing behind the scenes of three launches I did this year. So in 2023. And really talk about some things that can support you with getting maybe, I don't want to say better results, but are good things to do when you are launching a new offer. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey, mama. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama, and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dive in. All right, so as a reminder, the waitlist is open for Life in Seasons one-on-one coaching. So if you are looking for more support as a mama with building a business that fits your current season of life, building a business and not running yourself into the ground, building a business so that you can be the present mama that you want to be, head on over to mamaturnmompreneur.com forward slash coaching to get on the wait list. Let's get into today's episode. So failed launches as a mompreneur. (sighs) I really do not like the term failed launch because I don't see it as a failure. But before we get into why I don't consider them felt launches, I want to give a recap and insight into three launches that I did this year. So at the start of this year, I launched a new offer. It was called, I think it was called Private Podcast VIP Days. Now, there were a few things (laughs) wrong with this offer. First, I really didn't do the market research to see whether or not this was something that was actually needed or wanted, but also to really gauge, you know, people's education on private podcasts and how to effectively use them in your business. The other thing was that I didn't really 
feel aligned with this offer. I was working with um, someone who was kind of like mentoring me at the time, and it was something that she thought was a really great idea. And I just went along with it. You know, I kind of like accepted it and was like, okay, let me just give this a try. The other thing was that with this offer, I didn't talk about it enough. I think I posted about it a few times on Instagram and I did like a short series on private podcast on my podcast, but I wasn't talking about it enough. I wasn't talking about the transformation enough. I wasn't even talking about the transformation really now that I think about it. You know, I I didn't do what I needed to do. But I wouldn't call it a felt launch in that I learned a lot from it. I learned what not to do when launching an offer. I also learned the importance of um really leveraging like the different platforms you're on. Um, especially like I wasn't actively emailing my list at the time. Like there were a lot of things that I just didn't do. So I I don't consider it a felt launch because I learned so much from it, but I also got the practice of putting myself out there. You know, when I first started my business as a virtual assistant back in 2021, I literally found all my clients either through Facebook groups or people I knew personally that had a business. So I wasn't really trying to land clients through you know, Instagram. Um, at that time, I don't even think I had started even doing podcast interviews. I didn't have a podcast. I really was just leveraging Facebook groups and my personal network. So I really didn't get the feel for like what it was actually to grow a community, engage with your community and launch an offer to them. I had no experience with that technically. So Doing this earlier this year, back in January, it really gave me a feel for what it was to like actually live launch something. And so I learned a lot from that and it really helped prepare me for the second launch that I did this year, which was launching my podcasting for your business accelerator. And so with this one, what I did was I um, hosted a challenge. It was the, um, Three Days to Lead Generating Podcast Content. I think that was what it was called. And I had, I want to say it was over 30 women sign up for the challenge. And I really love that experience in that I want, I got to engage with this community of women, really get to know them, like where they were at in their podcasting journey, what type of businesses they had. Um, the majority of them were mamas. So even hearing about like how they've been navigating business and motherhood. And it was such an amazing experience. And it funneled into my podcasting for your business accelerator. And I had three women join. Um, one of the other things I did this time with, um, that launch was that I leveraged my network. So, a few of the women who I knew served a similar audience as me, and they had a much larger audience than me. 
um, they shared about the challenge to their community. And so I know for sure for one of them, one of the ladies that came from their community ended up joining the accelerator. Um, But I really leveraged that. And that was such an amazing thing. And I learned so much from that launch, right? I really learned, like, I really enjoyed doing the challenge. Um, It took a lot out of me, but I really enjoyed doing it. But just getting to do something in a new way and really planning it all out. And that was the other thing. Like, I really took the time to plan out this launch. And I included my email in it this time. So I did like an email series on really trying to get women into the challenge. And then once I announced the accelerator, I did like a flash, not a flash show. I did like a a launch email series for that too. So really going through that whole process, writing out the launch emails and everything And, you know, really looking at the data, see who was clicking the link, being able to follow up with those people to see if they had any questions about the accelerator and different things. And it was such an amazing experience. Now, someone on the outside looking in, they may have seen this as a failed launch because I only had three women join. But for me, I saw it differently. I saw someone put herself out there and launched this new offer and really got visible, you know, did something that she hadn't done in her business before, and then had three women trust me, trust me enough to invest in this program, which it was a four-figure program, and trust me enough to really support them with, you know, elevating their podcast to be an effective part of their business, effective part of their marketing strategy and lead generation. That was huge for me. I also saw myself have my first four-figure sales day. I had never had that in my business before. So that was huge for me. And again, I learned so much from it. And I really learned the importance of planning out your launch and really making sure you're priming your audience and doing, you know, different things so that way you do yield great results. Now, one thing I also learned was that I needed to stop setting unrealistic expectations for myself based on where I was at in my business. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. yeah, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, yeah, that that felt really good. I saw great results, you know, and it was some I did something I never did before. I achieved results that I never achieved before. So the last thing that I launched this year was I did the Black Friday quarter one visibility offers. <laughs> now this one again. I set really high, (laughs) unrealistic expectations for myself. And I didn't, um, and I don't want to say they're unrealistic, but I did set high expectations for myself. And so um, for this one, I think for the three offers combined, there were like 20 spots available. And of the 20, I only sold three. I sold one spot for each offer. 
but I learned a lot from it. One of the things I felt like I did a really good job of was priming my audience before, you know, launching the offers. Um, I got really great feedback on the emails that I sent, um, just the different responses and whatnot. Um, and it was much more engaging and it felt really good to do it. You know, this was kind of my way of shifting some from just being seen as, you know, the go-to person for podcasting and really showing how I could support mom business owners in other ways, like with getting visible and really creating a visibility strategy that is customized to your current season of life. That's going to meet you where you're at. That's going to take into consideration your current capacity, the amount of time you have available, all of that. And so although I didn't sell all 20 spots, I'm really happy with the three spots that I sold. And I really, again, learned a lot from that launch. And it felt good, you know? And I think the best part was that because I planned ahead and I literally wrote the emails and had the podcast episodes recorded ahead of time, it didn't take a lot out of me this time. Um, the first couple of times, or I don't want to say the first couple of times, but when I launched the podcasting for your business accelerator, it took so much out of me. It was so draining. And that was because I hadn't written all of the emails ahead of time. I hadn't created the content ahead of time. But with the Black Friday quarter one visibility offers, I did do everything ahead of time and had it scheduled. And so I just had to sit back and I would just check in, you know, my convert kit to kind of see who was clicking on what and that kind of thing. But that was it. And it felt good. And so it really, one, showed me about myself that I hate live launching in general. It is just, it's a lot. Um, but it's much more manageable and it's not as stressful when I have things done ahead of time and I can just kind of step back when the launch is actually happening, like other than going in and maybe looking at the data. But I learned a lot from that, you know, and I know the biggest thing was that my audience, although I was priming them, they still just saw me as like the go-to person for podcasting. And so I know that for me, especially now that I'm doing the life and business coaching, I have to earn your guys' trust in that area. But yeah, overall, it was like, it was a great experience and I learned a lot. So going into now, why I don't consider launches as failed, you know, when I don't hit my goals. So the first thing is that I really learn to have a mindset reframe around this. When I'm launching something, even if I don't hit my goals, I can learn a lot from the data. I can learn a lot from what happened. I can learn a lot from my community. You know, sending a follow-up survey to find out why they didn't buy. So I really... I look at it that way that one, I can learn a lot from it. The other thing is, is that because I have 
consistent monthly income and I know how much is going to hit my bank account each month, when I'm launching something, I see it as something extra. And so that is why I'm really big on getting that monthly recurring revenue down and making sure you have that locked in and that like whatever your signature offer is, you are still consistently promoting that to ensure that if somebody decides that they need to end that service, you have a community of people who are ready to buy from you to replace that income. That is so important. Now, to give you an example, even though I'm not actively right now promoting my podcast production side of my business, I have people in my DMs inquiring about it. So I have that set. I'm not stressing over my monthly income because I'm good there. You know, I have things in place. I really developed a great referral partnership with different people. And so they come to me like, hey, are you still taking monthly management clients? I have someone that I want to refer to you. So that part of my business is good, meaning that I have that income coming in. So I'm not stressing over having enough income to meet me and my family's needs because that's covered. So I know I kind of went off on a tangent, but that part is really important, like getting that down first before you start trying to create other offers and different things like that. Because if not, you're going to be stressed out because you're not bringing in enough income each month. Like you're going to be scrambling each month to try to make sure you're hitting that income goal so that your bills are covered and your family is covered. You got food on the table. So that is that is really important there. So that really has helped me with that mindset reframe. And again, that's why I don't see it as a felt launch. And then, like I said, you can collect so much data from those launches when they don't go as planned. And you can look at like what you did and you can see what worked, what you need to tweak. So that way, the next time around, you can get even better results. And I feel like I have done that. Like I've learned a lot from these launches and whether or not the better results were in that I generated more income or I wasn't stressed (laughs) or as drained as I was compared to a previous launch. So really just learning about myself, learning about the best way I can show up when I'm launching and different things like that. Like I gained so much insight from doing three different launches this year. Now, there are things that you can do to kind of support you with getting better results from your launches. And so some of the things that I've learned and I've seen work well for me and for my clients is if you're planning to sell to your email list, you need to be emailing them actively. And I honestly, I push that you should email them at least once a week. People may feel differently, but honestly, if you if people don't know who you are and then you pop up in their inbox to sell them something and that's like in their mind, their first interaction with you, they're going to hit the unsubscribe button. You haven't been engaging with them. They don't know who you are. They don't trust you. 
So you want to make sure you're actively emailing them. And that's why I say at least once a week, because even if you're doing it monthly, it's like they may remember you or they may not. So and especially because when you're doing a launch, you are emailing them at a more frequent capacity. So at least if you're showing up in their inbox at least once a week, and if you can push to twice a week, that's even better. But if at least you're doing it once a week, they're not going to be as triggered if you, you know, you're going through a launch and you're emailing them much more often during that launch. Another thing is that's really, really important is priming your list, priming your audience in general for your launch. So you already know what you're going to be launching. So start creating content geared towards that. Talking about, you know, the transformation that you know this offer is going to bring, like even if you're not specifically announcing the offer yet, but just start talking about like whatever that issue is related to like how that offer can support them. And I know people are like, oh, don't always do the pain point marketing, but you do have to relate to them and talk about like where they're currently at in their life and their business, um, but also to educating them around that specific offer. Like what are some things that they need to know so that they can make that decision that that offer is for them. So just starting to kind of gear them up for them. So for me, that looked like talking about ways to get visible off of social media and why that's important as a mama really diving into that and speaking to, you know, the the social media burnout, because that is something that my community has shared with me a lot, is just being burnt out on social media, you know, finding it hard to keep up with the demands of social media. So talking about that and talking about ways that they can get visible without relying on social media and what that can look like for them you know, and even talking about different things that they may have concerns with, like for instance, with podcast guesting. I know for some of the women in my community, it's like, well, I only have limited availability to record these interviews. So that is why I shared, you know, if you are getting on other podcasts and the host is like a mom too, or just in general, like people are understanding, like if they really want you on your podcast, they would be willing to, you know, make that adjustment and, you know, make a time available that works for both of you guys. So just sharing about those different things to get the women in my community thinking about what is possible for them, what their visibility strategy can look like for them. And then here's how I can support you with that through the quarter one visibility offers. And then the last thing is that you really want to set realistic expectations for your launch. I fell at this, and I don't know if I'm ever going to not fail at this, because I'll be like, oh, I'm going to get 100 people to do da 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 Knowing good and well, I'm not at that point just yet in my mompreneur journey. I'm I'm getting there. I've really been good doing good about growing my community, you know, through this podcast, through my email and everything, but not quite there yet. So you really do want to consider your audience size, but also 
how cold or hot your audience is because that's going to determine whether or not, you know, they're ready to buy. So just looking at the audience size that you have and then from there looking at, you know, whether or not this is something they are ready for, whether or not this is something that they have been communicating to you that they want. So for instance, I've had multiple women in my community ask me about one-on-one coaching. And it was something that I've already have been kind of offering without actively acknowledging it, but it's just something I do for my, you know, monthly management clients and even the ladies in the accelerator program. But I've been having more women in my community come to me say, hey, do you offer one-on-one coaching, you know, related to building and growing a business as a mama? And so it's like, okay, one person. But when you start getting multiple people asking you, you know, if you have the service, it's like, okay, let's dig into that and see what's going on here. Um, So really just knowing the needs of your community. And that's where, you know, that engagement piece comes in. Like you have to engage with your audience. You have to interact with them. You got to get to know them and different things. So that way you can make sure the offer you're creating is something they actually want. So yeah, really just like, again, considering that audience size. And that's really important because I believe my coach had shared with me that's like, yeah, and I did um, the challenge leading into launching the accelerator. I had like 30 people. Yeah, it was a little over 30 people you know, sign up for the challenge. And so the women who signed up for the challenge, they were my hottest leads. And so she had said like, yeah, you know, typically you have about a 10% conversion rate. So I had three women convert. So 10% of 30 was three. (laughs) So ideally, if you have a set number in mind for how many people you want to sign up for your offer, You want to make sure that you have a large enough number of ready to buy leads so that way you can have that 10% conversion. Now, just thinking about like the wait list for my Black Friday offers, I had a little bit over 30 people sign up. And again, I had that about 10% conversion. So there is something to it. (laughs) You know, I... I don't know all the, you know, the science, the psychology behind it and all of that, but there really is something to to it. And the main thing is that you want to make sure that you have an audience of ready to buy leads, a hot audience. So that's why, like how I mentioned earlier, you don't want to like, oh, I haven't emailed you in like five months, but hey, I'm about to put you through this launch email sequence. That you don't want to do that. So that's the importance of engaging and nurturing your community and really allowing them to get to know you, allowing them to learn more about how you support your clients, you know, the transformations you help your clients get and all of that. So that way, when you are ready to launch, you can hit those goals that you have. So That was just a little one behind the scenes of my launches and things that I've learned along the way, but also to um, 
why I don't believe in felt launches as a mompreneur. You learn from every launch and you take what you learn, you adjust, you tweak, and that way the next time you launch, it's even better. All right, so that is it for this episode. Um, It did go a little bit longer. I'm sorry if some parts I'm kind of like all over the place. You know, I'd be like, I do like a little like, I don't even want to call this an outline. It's like a few bullet points (laughs) and I'd be putting it together, trying to get my thoughts together as I'm recording. But you know what? I like to just be real with you guys, come as my authentic self and just share what is on my heart, the things that I've learned and just be vulnerable with you guys. Like I don't have it all together. I am growing. I am learning. But I will say I have come a long way in this business. I have expanded my business greatly and it's just going to be continue to go like it's that snowball effect. Like I have that momentum and I'm going to keep on going. So that is it for this episode. It's getting kind of long. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. Whether you're a podcaster ready to create podcast content that attracts her dream clients or a mama that's ready to stop the social media burnout and simplify her marketing through podcasting, I can support you. Head on over to mamaturnmompreneur.com forward slash connect to submit an interest form so we can chat about how I can best support you. All right, mama, I will talk to you again soon.